This is Think Retail, a podcast where top designers, strategists, thought leaders, and business people discuss what's coming next. Hi, I'm Melinda, and you're listening to Think Retail. Today, Jean-Pierre Lacroix, president of SLD, is going to speak with Manpreet Kuneja, a design strategist at SLD, about a study we recently conducted on the subject of future readiness and strategic foresight. The study asked brands to consider the subject of the future and how well-prepared they think their organization is to cope with change. I'll hand it over to them to tell you what the study revealed. Good day, my name is Jean-Pierre Lacroix and I'm president of SLD and I have with us Manpreet who's gonna be sharing with us some key insights from a study that was conducted recently. Manpreet, why don't you uh, explain a little bit about what you do at SLD and uh, a little bit uh, background on the study itself. Yeah, good morning everyone. I recently joined SLD as a design strategist and I'm really excited and honored to be the part of the team. About the study, SLD basically conducted a global survey with approximately 800 respondents. The idea was to understand the level of awareness that brands have of strategic foresight methodologies and also to study what are the challenges they are facing in executing strategic foresight processes. The study basically took place uh, between November 2019 and February. And once it was completed, participants were given scores that outlined their readiness for the future, along with a guidebook that helped them leverage strategic foresight to lead towards a sustainable future. Why is uh, being uh, future-proof so important for companies today? So we are in the middle of fourth industrial revolution and bracing ourselves to face a massive digital transformation. Some jobs will become redundant replaced by automation. Companies will need trained employees in advanced analytics to make better predictions. There is AI, 5G, quantum computing, which will further increase the rate at which the information is being exchanged. And these are fairly new technologies with immense potential, which means businesses will need an upgrade to keep up with the changing needs in their respective fields. And organizations need to be future-proof by proactively studying the trends, signals of change, look for a wild-cut scenario. For example, pandemic paired with an aging population. Envision similar probable scenarios in which future may unfold, and then develop strategies that can ensure relevance in few possible configurations of future. Well, it's interesting uh, that we actually did a future planning scenario uh, late in the fall last year, and we actually uh, predicted that in the next 10 years that we were going to have a pandemic. It's uh, surprising how soon that, that pandemic arrived versus our predictions. Yes, that, that's really scary how the pace has increased so much that the market is also uncertain about so many things. And what uh, we found interesting in the media is that uh, a lot of governments have actually gone through these future-proofing scenarios on pandemics, but they couldn't actually link execution from the theory. It was interesting insight that I think comes out in your study. So let's talk about what has changed that requires companies to have a high degree of uh, future readiness. Yeah, so there are two really important forces of change at play. Here, 
One is climate change and then breakthrough technologies. I think the rate at which change is affecting our lives has increased exponentially in past few decades. And we are currently experiencing uncertainties that are challenging all our imaginations. We, with recurring events of wildfire, extreme weather events, pandemic posing existential risk on one hand, and then we have rapid advancements in technology on another hand. This is kind of changing the market dynamics and making it ambiguous and volatile. And to avoid such scenarios or to better leverage potential sources of disruptions from these scenarios, it is really important that organizations are future-proofed and ready to embrace the future instead of being surprised by it. Yes, I mean, future-proofing started uh, as a platform uh, within the military to identify potential scenarios and outcomes. And, uh, and then Shell, uh, about 30 years ago, embraced that, that strategy to look at uh, you know, how resources and finding oil was going to be impacted. Uh, and who would have thought you know, 10 years ago that oil prices would be where they are today? Who would have thought that uh, you know, when you look at technology, uh, it's been an enabler in this uh, moment of pandemic uh, where people can work remotely from home. So there's kind of a silver lining when it comes to those technology disruptive forces on how they impact the way we live our lives. And who would have, who would have been able to predict that? I guess had we planned, had organizations planned their uh, future-proof scenarios, uh, they would have been ready to uh, anticipate some of these changes. Is that correct? So yes, indeed. But our, our study identified that only few organizations are really uh, ready to face the future, with only 2% of participants ranked amongst the top 25%. They had five-star ratings, making them well-positioned to remain relevant both in short-term and long-term. And more than half of the participants surprisingly scored less than average scores, which means they are focusing on short-term gains and being vulnerable to disruptive forces of change and ideas that are believed to be a distinct concern. So this mm -hmm. is a problematic scenario for us right now. So uh, Manpreet, could you explain a little bit about this uh, overall uh, participant ranking? It's, uh, it sounds like a study that was conducted to evaluate the uh, company's future readiness. Uh, yes, so there was the study basically was conducted through an online platform. We had a self-assessment tool which participants could go through to self-assess their own uh, capability to embrace the future. And uh, based on their answers and understanding of the strategic foresight concepts, they were given ratings. Five-star basically being uh, the really good rating and then it varied from four, three, two, and then one being the lowest. So what you're saying is overall only 2% of the parts of it ranked amongst the top 25%, the five-star rating. Yes. So what are the insights did you find in the study that was startling? So if you compare uh, across industries, you start to see some patterns around general mindset that is shared amongst industry peers from various sectors. The 2% of participants who scored extremely well as compared to the other respondents basically belong to healthcare sector, which comes to no surprise because when it 
when it is about healthcare, practitioners base their work in uh, thorough research and are quite well attuned with ongoing and future trends. And therefore, they take a long-term view for planning processes. Another startling insight came from grocery and supermarket industry, which appeared to be lagging in the ratings with low scores. It illustrated a general neglect amongst the legacy practices towards changing demands from the market. Uh, of about 40% uh, of the participants from grocery and supermarket industries scored less than average scores, earning a two-star rating in general. One would think that, you know, um, yes, there are new payment systems, there is AI in backend and delivery systems that are being tested, but this industry seemed to be neglecting some of the major disruptors uh, in the long run. For example, climate change. There are innovative startups who have started identifying just specific needs and are focusing on specific needs of the market by experimenting in concepts like zero waste stores. And then we have technologies like IKEA's hydroponic systems, which allow people to grow food in their kitchen. So these industries uh, in grocery and uh, basically grocery and supermarket could face disruption from outside their industries and they could be completely blindsided about it. So what is the level of understanding and awareness of the term strategic foresight? Okay, so let me start with the definition of the term strategic foresight itself. It is a planning oriented discipline related to future studies. Ultimately, what it does is it allows organizations to be, to be future-proofed against various trends, ideas, and events that may not be obvious or currently impacting their businesses, but may have potential, uh, potential to occur in not-so-distant future. So future readiness studies reveal that almost half of the survey respondents were not well aware with the concept of strategic foresight. Only 48% understood strategic foresight as a corporate strategy that is linked to alternate futures. About 19% uh, associated with scenario planning process. And it was surprising to note, 14% of survey participants thought it was just another marketing plan, showcasing the need that there is a requirement for training and education about the subject. Well, it's interesting. I was, uh, it was interesting, uh, Manpreet, I was uh, discussing this issue with uh, clients and, uh, and uh, attendees at different conferences. And uh, one of the, the challenges that uh, companies face in strategic foresight is that the, the average tenure of a CMO or brand managers are about three to four years. Uh, and, and I would say the same with the CEO in the U.S., uh, tenure is about six to seven years. And so it's really hard to have a strategic foresight you know, initiative with the organization that it, it really is focused on short-term goals and short-term gains. And so there's a whole cultural, you know, corporate culture shift that needs to happen, I think, for people to embrace strategic foresight. That, that's true. Indeed, there is a need to build internal capacity to make strategic foresight an integral part of organization culture. This can start with initiating engagement with experts in the field to lead the process in the beginning and then eventually adopting the future-proofing methods into strategy formulation practices. Because 
it will no longer be important to just ensure profits, but also relevance, which could be at stake in the long term. Especially when you look at uh, sustainability now, um, something that's been on the horizon and in, in most strategic plans for the last 20 years, it's now become uh, a heightened issue amongst millennials and Gen Zs uh, as how they select their brands. And, and so some of these future-proofing trends are things that have been emerging uh, on a, what I'll call a continuum. Uh, and it's ironic that companies still have not embraced the importance of these until they become critical issues. Yes, that, that's true. And, and that brings to the thought that future is just not evenly distributed, right? Yes. Uh, there are trends that are happening in some parts, but in such globalized, connected world, we do have to keep an eye on what's happening and, and what, what are the weak signals. Who within your organization do you believe should be involved and how does uh, differ from uh, within the study? So strategic foresight is a creative process. We need people to participate in the process, give their insights and understanding about the trends. Uh, And the answer is all levels of organization should be involved in strategic foresight process, which is contrary to the general notion that long-term visioning and scenario planning with strategic foresight is responsibility and concern of senior members or a specific department, which was resonated in our study with 41% of respondents agreeing to the fact that or thinking that strategic foresight is not their concern. And this leans to the fact that quite a few organizations are either uh, still following a rigid hierarchy or working in silos where all levels of organizations are not involved in the planning process and therefore they may lack the alignment with company's core values and vision in the long term. Yeah, we see that often, uh, you know, where we are, our company uh, is invited to provide strategic foresight uh, within a certain company. And, and ironically, in most cases, it's actually driven by maybe the head of innovation who have, you know, a long-term view of their new product pipeline or marketing. Very seldom uh, do we get engaged by the CEO or the COO uh, as a platform to, uh, to, to uh, defi- define the entire direction of the organization and how they can remain relevant. And even through our process, very often, uh, it is one department that leads uh, involving uh, other areas of the organization, but not from a structured standpoint. Yes, it just needs a whole shift in the mindset of how you envision organization and success. So just uh, just want to run the wrap up. Are there other insights uh, that uh, you can share with uh, the audience uh, coming out of the study? So I did share some tidbits from the survey, but the report goes further to uncover valuable insights that are relevant to the industry today. And it takes deep dive into each topic. And this survey reports on sld.com's website? Yes, they are up on the website and a part of our ongoing uh, outreach. So you should have your free copy at sld.com. Fantastic. Manpreet, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for sharing some insights of uh, future-proofing study and uh, look forward to sharing more insights as, uh, as we continue to explore this topic. Thank you very much for joining us today.
thank you so much for your time also thank you for having me today as JP and Manpreet both mentioned, the study is available at sld.com and we're also going to link to it in the podcast description. If you're interested in finding out more about how we can help brands be better prepared for the future, you can also reach us at info at sld.com. We would also love your feedback or thoughts about subjects you'd like us to explore on Think Retail. If you have any ideas, let us know. Thanks for listening. For more information about Think Retail, you can reach us at info at sld.com. For more episodes, visit us online at sld.com slash podcast. Next time, we speak with Organograms Ray Gracewood about the budding cannabis industry. We hope you'll join us.